In the end of the Sedra, on the Psukim Zacher Sasher Asalacha Amalek, they should remember what Amalek did to you, Baderach Betzeischem and Mitzrayim are the way of when you left Mitzrayim, Loisishkat, you shouldn't forget. There are Zal tell us that Zacher, remembering means Bepeh, you should actually verbalize it with your mouth, and Loisishkat, don't forget, means Belave, to keep it and remember it in your heart. In a similar way, the Torah's Koyanim says on the Pasuk, Zachar Yom HaShabbos L'Kadshoi, in regards to remembering Shabbos. So the Torah's Koyanim says, Zachar, you might think, it means remembering it in your heart. But since it says, we have also the Pasuk that says, Shomoyer, to guard Shabbos, that's already referring to guarding it in your heart. So what does it mean, Zachar? So you should actually also verbalize it and remember it with your mouth. Says the Rebbe, the comparison between remembering Shabbos and remembering Maisei Amalek, that we compare them, that both of them are in your mouth as well as in your heart, we also find the common denominator in the time of remembering it. That is, in regards to Schiras Amalek, remembering what Amalek did, the Rambam says, Mitzvah say it's a mis- mitzvah to remember Tommy, to remember constantly Maisei Amalek, the bad things that Amalek had done, and how he had um, trapped us and um, snuck up on us on the way in order to arouse our hate for him. As the Pasuk says, And then he goes on and says, That it was passed down to us. That it also means, as we just quoted, to remember it in our mouths and not to forget in our hearts. So in other words, what the Rambam is telling us, that Zohar is Asher the Ramam says, it's a mitzvah say to remember it always. It's a constant mitzvah. The Rebbe says, even according to the opinions that hold, that mitzvah of remembering Amalek is only a one-time obligation, or that it's a, a one-time-a-year obligation, or similar sorts of ideas. Nevertheless, the Rebbe says, we could still say that they would hold that when we do mention Amalek every single day, we're still fulfilling every time a mitzvah saseim in Torah. That means maybe the mitzvahs you only have to do it sometimes, even according to those opinions. But definitely every time you do it, you are being Mekayim a mitzvah. So again, in regards to remembering Amalek, this is a constant mitzvah, according to the Rambam. Similarly, we find regarding Sechira Shabbos, when it says, Zohar is Yom HaShabbos L'Kachoy. So simply, it's, it means you should remember it on Shabbos. But the Ramban says, and he says, this is al-derech apshata, the simple meaning of the Pasuk is, that the Pasuk, Zohar, Shabbos, Lakatri is a mitzvah that every single day we should be remembering Shabbos. So we have another comparison, another common denominator between these two remembrances. Says the Rebbe, based on this, we could seemingly explain a, a tanchumah, or add explanation on the following medrash. The Pasuk says, Zohar, Shabbos, Lakatri, so the Tanchuma says, it says Zohar regarding Amalek. And it says Zohar regarding Shabbos. So Shneim Shavin, are they both equal? Asked in a way of a question. And then the Medrash goes on to bring a Pasuk that Shloimah HaMelech says, and so on. In a similar way we find in Pirkei de Rabbi Eliezer, that when Moshe Rabbeinu said, Zohar is Asher Asa Lecho Amalek, Baderech Metzeischem HaMetzrayim, the Yidin say to Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, in one Pasuk it says, you should remember what Amalek did. Another Pasuk says, remember the day of Shabbos to make it holy. How could we have both of them together? How could both of them be fulfilled? Uh, this is Zohar, you have to remember this and you have to remember that. 
What's the issue? Because both Zechira Shabbos and Zechira Samolek, number one, we need to remember them with our mouths. We need to verbalize it in addition to remembering it in our hearts. Number two, we have to remember it constantly. And that's why Shneim Shavim, that's what they mean, they're both equal. And this is why the Yidin are asking, how can we possibly do both? Since, according to this opinion at least, both mitzvahs are mitzvahs to midiyas, both mitzvahs are constant mitzvahs. So in other words, if we understand, again, based on what we said in the beginning of the Sicha, there are both constant mitzvahs, maybe this is why the Yidin are asking, this is the explanation of the Medrash, why the Yidin are asking, how can we do both things together? But the Rebbe says the truth of the matter is that we can't explain that this is the issue that the Yidin had. Because the Rebbe says, on the contrary, we find a number of things that we do need to remember every single day. Like remembering Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and the like. And therefore it's understood, even if you have two or more things that you need to remember, and that there are mitzvahs to midis, you always need to remember them, they're still not in contradiction to each other. There is room for more than one thing to remember more than one thing. And the Rebbe explains, to, re- to mention in your, in your mouth, it's clear, it's obvious that we're not speaking about that you have to mention it every single moment of the day. So therefore, clearly there's no contradiction. You can mention one thing at one point and one thing at another point of the day. But even when we speak about remembering it in the heart, and even if we say that it means that it actually means tamid means all the time, it still shouldn't be a contradiction remembering more than one thing at a time, keeping one thing in mind at a time. The proof is that we have six mitzvahs regarding which the Sefer Achinuch says that chiyuvan tamidi, it's a constant obligation, a person shouldn't be stopping doing these things even one moment during his life, as we'll soon discuss some more of these things soon, which they are. So really our question is, what was the big deal? Why is it so difficult to understand how we could have these two zechiris together, remembering Amalek and remembering Shabbos? The Rebbe says we also need to understand the continuation of the Pirkei Rabbi Eliezer. The Pirkei Rabbi Eliezer says that when the Yidin asked this to Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu responded, It's not similar, we can't compare a kois, a cup, filled with spiced wine, and a kois filled with vinegar. This is a kois, and this is a kois. So in other words, what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying is, yes, you're told to remember two things, but they're very different to each other. Because one of them is, the zocher is to remember and to guard and to keep Shabbos holy. As it says, Zohar is Yom HaShabbos L'Katshoi. The other one is a different kind of remembering. It's a remembrance to punish Amalek. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu says in the Pirkei Rebbe Eliezer. So the Rebbe asks a few questions. Number one, how is the, their question and argument answered? They asked how these two schiris could go together, which in itself, as I said before, we still need to understand what the, the real question was. But how is this being answered by Moshe Rabbeinu saying, giving this marshal of these two cups? Question number two, why is it specifically compared to these two ideas, a kais of spiced wine and a cup of vinegar? And finally, the Rebbe says, why the diuk of a kais? This one is a kais and this one is a kais, a kais of wine and a kais of vinegar. And one more thing the Rebbe says in the, in the final point of what Moshe Rabbeinu is answering, he seems to be telling the Machidish, he seems to be answering their question, and he says that Shabbos, you need to remember to guard it and to make it holy. 
Amalek, you need to remember to punish it, to punish them. It's as if this is the answer to their question. Well, that's that's not an answer, seemingly. This is exactly what it said in these two mitzvahs, that they're being told to remember Amalek and to punish Amalek, clearly in a completely opposite way of remembering Shabbos and they had a question of how these two things together. So what's Moshe Rabbeinu saying a chidush? The answer he's giving them is, oh, this one is to punish and this one is to keep it holy. What exactly is he adding to them that they were, that they didn't know? This is the pasuk that they were quoting. So the Rebbe says the explanation is, generally in mitzvahs we have three different categories. We have mitzvahs that we do in action, we have mitzvahs that we do with our speech, and we have mitzvahs that we do with our machshava, with our thoughts. To do a mitzvah perfectly is, of course, that even when you do a mitzvah in action, you also have the kavanah, the intent, the thought of the person. So to the other way around, in mitzvahs of speech and in thought, it doesn't just remain in speech and in thought, but it also impacts the person, also in his actions. The Rebbe gives an example of a munah. Munah is considered one of those mitzvahs shemalev. And of course, a munah needs to impact the person to fulfill all of the mitzvahs. As Chazal say, Bo Chabakuk, Midon al-Achas, Chabakuk came along, and he based all of Torah, making it as if there's one main point in Torah, the idea of a tzaddik by Munasa that we live, a tzaddik lives by his emuna. but of course the idea is that based on the emuna, once you have that foundation of emuna, it's going to lead you to all of the other mitzvahs. Says the Rebbe, within the mitzvahs of thought, of speech itself, we also have a category of mitzvahs that are particularly the Indian of zikaring to remember something. And even when the, re- the remembering it needs to be also bedibur, as some of the mitzvahs we mentioned before, but the main point of this mitzvah is really, the goal of the mitzvah is the thought, the kavona of the person. And what does it mean to remember? True remembrance is not only that you're saying it with your mouth, or a passing thought, the thing you're trying to remember about, but rather that it really touches you, it penetrates, it permeates your whole essence. You're reliving the thing that you're remembering. That's what a memory is about. When the Torah is telling you to remember it, it means to really live with it. As can be understood also from the wording of the Rambam in regards to remembering Amalek, that it needs to bring you to arouse your, your nefesh by speaking about it, to go ahead and talk about, to fight him, etc., etc. So the remembrance is supposed to be something to in, inside of the person to arouse him to something. So he's really living with this memory. And this is really what the question of the Eden was. How is it possible that a person should be remembering, meaning he should be standing in, in this mode of inspiration of these two things that are seemingly completely opposites? Shabbos and Amalek. And the Rebbe goes back to the mitzvahs that we mentioned before that the Chinuch says that there are six constant mitzvahs. What kind of mitzvahs was the Chinuch referring to? Things like believing in Hashem, loving Hashem, fearing Hashem, and so on. In these things, we can understand how you could always keep them in mind and always live with them and always remember them. Because they're general, one category. It's all about dedication, devotion, connection to Hashem, emuna, ava, yira, etc. However, when it comes to Shabbos and Amalek, these things are not only far from each other, but they're complete opposites to each other. The idea of remembering Shabbos is that we're remembering that Hashem created the world, and we're constantly remembering this, with thanking Hashem all the time, and, and admitting and re- recognizing that the, the world has a creator. This is what it's all about. 
this recognition that the Abish is creating the world constantly. The Chinuch says, Nikva Bilavavenu, that we're setting in our heart the Amunah of Chidush Oilam, the idea, the Amunah that the Abish is the one that made the world, makes the world, that's what Shabbos is all about, this remembrance that Hashem created the world. In other words, the idea of remembering Shabbos consists of the idea that we're constantly remembering that Hashem created the world and is Machadish Bukhal Yim Tomid. My Sibiration is constantly renewing the world. And therefore it's understood that in this kind of remembrance, what's mainly being felt is that the Abishter is the boss, the Abishter, the control over the world and everything inside of the world. Now contrast this with Amalek. Amalek's idea is, as a famous expression, he knows his master, he knows Hashem, and intentionally is rebelling against Hashem. In other words, not only is it someone that knows about the existence of Elikus, but furthermore, he knows that Hashem is Reboine, means the master. He knows that the Abishta is the boss of the world. And yet, intentionally rebelling against Hashem. His whole intent, everything he's doing is about rebellion against Hashem. To negate the fact that Hashem is in control, that Hashem rules the world. So, <clears throat> so when you didn't have to have this idea of Sechira of Amalek, remembering what Amalek did, although of course the idea of remembering them is to negate the idea of Amalek, as simply the idea of Zohar as a Shrasal HaMolik to remember HaMolik, so we'll go ahead and erase the memory of HaMolik, but at the same time, what are you recognizing? What are you feeling? What are you remembering? You're realizing that even al there is a concept, there is a Metzias, there is an entity of rebellion against Hashem. And that's why we need to go ahead and deal with it and erase it, etc. So this idea of remembering and recognizing there is something against Hashem is exactly the opposite of remembering Shabbos, just having in mind that the Abishter is in control, the Abishter is the boss, and so on. And this is what the Eden were arguing. How could you keep these two things together in your mind, in your hearts, when they're both Zachar, in other words, they're both the idea that you need to really live with it and focus on it. Since in both cases you need to have a Sechira Amitis, a true way of remembering, how could you contain these two opposite, opposite ideas? Remembering Shabbos on the one hand needs to penetrate the person completely with this feeling that the Abishta is the Balabas on the whole world. And at the same time, you need to remember also with an Emmas that there is a Metzius of Amalek that is rebelling against this rulership of Hashem in the world. What does Moshe Rabbeinu answer? He says, you can't compare the kois of the spiced wine to the kois of the vinegar. This is a cup and this is a cup. And then he goes on and say, he says that the zochor by Shabbos is to guard it and to make it holy. And by Amalek is to remember to punish him. What is he saying? So we spoke, we said before, what's Moshe Rabbeinu even emphasizing? Why the comparison to vinegar and so on? Says the Rebbe, within vinegar we find two opposites. On the one hand, vinegar is something that's not really royal ishtiyah. You can't really drink it. On the other hand, Chazal say that vinegar is meshevis hanefesh. It restores the soul. It revives the soul. You know, the sharpness of vinegar actually causes something to revive the soul. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, we find in a number of places that vinegar is not an entity by itself. What's vinegar? Usually when we speak about vinegar, we're speaking about something that comes from wine. So again, on the one hand, vinegar itself is not a metzius for itself. You can't drink it. But then we say that the vinegar, where does it come from? It's coming from the wine and it even revives the soul. What does this mean by Pneumius? 
that even Amalek, which in our marshal is being compared to the vinegar, has a source within Kedusha. Like the, like the vinegar that came from the wine. And as we'll soon explain, it has ability to, re, to, as we'll soon get to, that it even has this idea of reviving the soul. That means, the actual fact that it could be an Amalek, Mechaven Limerid, by rebelling against Hashem, when in truth, there is nothing outside of Hashem. The actual fact that it could be an Amalek, that itself is from the Koyach of Hashem. Hashem is Koyach, Hashem is able to do anything. And Hashem creates that there should even be a, a Metzius like this that can go against Hashem. But the way a Yid deals with it, the way a Yid reveals that what Amalek is all about is really, is that it's, that his, the root of Amalek is really in godliness, that Hashem is the one that created him. We deal with that, the way we reveal that is by being mevatal, by nullifying, by erasing this attitude of mechavan limerit boy of rebellion against Hashem from Amalek. That is the way we are megala, the true shoirish, that even something that's mechavan limerit boy is never in contradiction to Elikus. In other words, everything is coming from Hashem, and a yid has two, has a way to deal with it. The way he deals with it in these things is he has to get rid of it, or has to nullify it. The Rebbe says, this will become even more geshmak, and it'll be in accordance to the klal, that Chazal tell us, that called the osar lon rachamana, anything that Hashem gave us an iser for, a prohibition, there's sharalon kavaseh, Hashem also gave us something permitted, that's corresponding or similar to that. So the Rebbe says that something similar to this idea of that there could be something going against Hashem, but in the area of Kedusha. So the Rebbe says, Lahavdul, we say, but even in Kedusha we have this concept. The Gemara speaks about that in, 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 in the yeshiva up above in heaven, there was a machloikas going on regarding a certain halakha. Hashem was saying one thing, and Mesifta was saying, it was saying something else, was arguing. So this is what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying. Loidoima, you can't compare the kois of, of the spiced wine and the kois of the chaymets. They're both a kois. Meaning what he's saying is, the fact that you could have this remembrance of Amalek together with the remembrance for Yom Shabbos is because both of them are a kois. What is a kois? A kois means a cup. It's a container. It's a clay kibble. It's a receptacle. That through it is somehow going to come the gili of Kedusha of Elikus. Because even Amalek, since he has a Shoirish in Kedusha, as we said, so it's also meant to be a certain channel to bring out something about Hashem. Nevertheless, you can't compare the two. In the case of Shabbos, this one you're guarding and you're making holy, and this one is about punishment. In other words, the Gili Elikus by Shabbos is in Shabbos of itself, to remember to guard it and to make it holy. The Zohar itself is accomplishing the Kedusha, the Gili, you're revealing the Achdos Hashem in a positive way. On the other hand, the Gileadikus of remembering what Amalek did is more in a way of remembering to punish it. In other words, by crushing it, by being mevatel, this attitude of mechavan limerid boy. That's the way we deal with these, those kind of things in the world. And then what's revealed is the kois of, the kois of choymets, meaning to say that really even this which would seem to be a negative thing, but even the negativity, even this vinegar, is reviving, is restoring, is revealing the nefesh, the soul. Because specifically through remembering what Amalek did, it, what gets revealed is that even the idea of Amalek is really coming because of the bleak vul, because of that infinite power of Elikus of Hashem. Says the Rebbe, this fits very much with, and is based on the beer of the Alter Rebbe in Tanya. The Alter Rebbe says that there are two types of pleasures that Hashem has. 
Just like in physical foods and physical delicacies, there could be two sorts of pleasures, two, two sorts of delicacies. The Alter Rebbe says there are some things that are directly, initially sweet and pleasant. On the other hand, you also have certain things that are sharp. Or chamutzim, the same word as chaymetz. Chamutzim means like sour. But when they're spiced, when they're fixed up in a proper way, then they become a delicacy. And again, the Alter uses this word, like we said by the Chaymetz, to restore the soul. And the Alter goes on and says, he brings a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Kol po'al Hashem Hashem did everything for His sake. The gam rosho And even the rosho. What does it mean, a rosho liyoyim For a bad day, what does that mean? Al-Tarebbe says, Al-Tarebbe translates that even the Russia was created, that the whole point of a Russia is that he should do tshuva from his wickedness, and he should transform the Ra, his evil, into yoim, into good, into, into, into oir. In other words, the fact that there's a Russia, all the things that a Russia could, could do, it's all really coming because Hashem created this ability. And the point of it was really for transformation, to transform that the Russia should transform the bad into good, into light and do tshuva. Says the Rebbe, from here we have a hayra to every single year in Avoida, and this goes on both extremes. The Rebbe is going to explain the idea of remembering Shabbos and Amalek together, but on both extremes. On the one hand, the Rebbe says, when a person is standing on a high level, like on the level of Shabbos, which is a day that's completely holy to Hashem, so he has the remembrance of Shabbos, he may think to himself, he doesn't need to be cautious anymore, he's already a level of holiness, he has nothing to do with the weekday, with the mundane things of the world, he doesn't have to be careful anymore from, from negativity, from Klippa. So the Hayra comes, that together with Shabbos, you need to remember Amalek. Because since Amalek has a root in Kedusha, so even when someone is standing on a very, very high level, he still needs to be extra, extra cautious that there shouldn't be some sort of Klippus Amalek that can have a, an impact on him. Which, in a subtle way, the idea of rebelling against Hashem. The Rebbe says subtle, like we, there's a Gemara the Rebbe is bringing over here, like someone that even makes a little motion in front of the king could already be considered a rebellion against the king. So when we speak about Hashem, we could speak about a situation that maybe he's on a very high level, but we don't want him to fall down, even in a subtle way, separating himself from Hashem. On the other hand, even a person that may think that he has fallen down very low, he's as lowly as an Amalek level. He should never give up and he needs to know that since even Amalek has a Shoirish in Kedusha, then really he has the ability to turn into a kois, to a cup of chaymets, of that vinegar, which ultimately is going to restore the, the soul. Like the advantage of the light that comes out of the darkness. And therefore he also has the hayra that he could be holding, not only by remembering Amalek, Zohar, for punishment, but together with that he too could have the Zohar of guarding and keeping Yom HaShabbos and the highest level of Shabbos, that's called Kodesh La Hashem. And even furthermore, that he is the one that makes Shabbos holy. Shabbos, we say, is usually a day that's holy by itself. But then there's another Dargah that even this yet could reach to even add to the Kedusha of Shabbos.